All right, welcome back to the Solar Surge podcast. This morning, I'm joined by another special guest, Everett Brewer, CEO of Storage Power Battery and a couple of other companies that we're going to hear yeah. about in a moment. Uh, so folks, if you're new to the Solar Surge podcast, on this program, we meet with all the industry leaders in the solar plus storage space uh, to hear their story and, of course, make sure that you all have the most up-to-date information of what's going on from an insider's view of the solar industry. So Everett, welcome to the Solar Surge podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Yeah, I appreciate it having us on. So love what you guys are doing, what you guys represent. So appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, for, for those of you who don't know you, you know, kind of let's start from the beginning. You know, how did you first get into the solar industry? And <laughs> why, why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? And then why specifically in the in the solar in the renewable energy space? Yeah, I guess I can go all the way back to when I was young. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, my family owned multiple businesses since I was a kid. So you kind of get immersed into it. Uh, at the end of the day, that's uh, you eat what you kill, right? And yep. so in those businesses, when you have ownership, you know, you really have to take accountability in that and making sure that your family's taken care of. And then I think uh, for whatever reason, I was selected as the oldest in this family. So you kind of have a different level of responsibility. Uh, but through that path, we uh, got into renewable energy in 2011. So been a little bit. Uh, prior to that, we were in uh, development and construction and also home security. And so you kind of have that entrepreneurial aspect all the way through. You kind of have to go through and make sure you're developing those skills, uh, making sure you're actually dividing and conquering every single industry as an individual, but then also finding ways to duplicate yourself with process and procedures all the way through. So uh, solar's been definitely a, a big soft spot for me. And so this is where I'm here to stay. So I'm excited about it. That's great. That's great. Well, it's great to have you in the industry here. So, so uh, where, where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in a small town, a little town called Taylor, Arizona. Uh, believe it or not, it's right next to a little town called Belly Button. It's a real place. Uh, <laughs> but so, uh, but yeah, just up in the north northeastern area of north of uh, Arizona, and small town boy. You know, can't get in trouble without everybody in the town knowing. So you obviously have to make sure you got integrity at the end of the day, or else uh, everybody knows about it. And then slowly migrated across the country, lived and worked in uh, 26 different states and really able to get some different culture and understanding of what really goes on in the world around us. So it's pretty great. That's great. Now, I understand that you settled down in Utah, correct? Yeah. And, Hometown and, is Utah right now. Great, great. So tell me why, why Utah and kind of what are you doing there? Right. And what are you doing right now in business? Yeah. So Utah um, started doing work in and out of there since 06, uh, ended up creating some great relationships, loved the environment. I mean, if you want to go skiing, snowboarding go hit the lakes and then hit every mountain range in the country. Um, it's all right there. So it's a beautiful place. Um, raise our family and our kids there today. Uh, so um, we just really, really enjoyed it. Um, offices in Lehigh, Utah, uh, they call it mini Silicon Slopes. All the big tech companies are there. Ultimately a big Mecca for the renewable energy space as well. So a lot of great relationships and that's where stores power and also my uh, commercial solar company uh, houses at Watt Hub today. So it's a great opportunity to really grow and expand that business. Great. Well, I know we're going to want to hear more about uh, both your, you know, your commercial and your, your residential uh, solar business. Yeah. Um, but why, why do you think Utah in particular is such a center of solar business activity? You know, I think it's a, a factor of the ever-changing industry uh, categories that have grown over, over years. And it really pioneered some really great leaders. Um, I would probably go all the way back to the dish days and telco days from early in the, in the late 90s um, where, you know, door to door really started becoming a big factor of that industry. And then slowly you saw the big trend of the alarm industry and how that was able to grow um, big mecca for the big core companies that were able to position that. 
And of course, solar became on the map. And then you start seeing that leadership and you start seeing diversification of existing businesses where they start adding solar to their suite. I mean, if you're already in the home, you can already build rapport. You have integrity along with your business model. Um, find ways to provide a service. And, and ultimately, those trends have obviously followed suit there. And solar obviously is the top end of, of, the, of the food chain, I would say, where you have the biggest impact. Um, you can have massive adoption across because utility rates are getting ever changing and, and brutal as we mean as we mean it. And then ultimately too, the energy storage market attachment has really happened as well. So great place to educate and have big impact um, across the entire country because a lot of these companies are out of Utah um, and uh, just have really strong business models and have outreach from east to west. So it's where we kind of called home and, and uh, we really enjoy it. That's great. That's great. Well, I know we're going to want to learn more about uh, both your businesses and, mm -hmm. and how all that's working. So you, you have a solar, a commercial solar company that you started first, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So tell so, us about that. Yeah. So uh, in the commercial space, ultimately, it's a totally different beast. Um, and uh, with my mindset and the team here at WattHub, uh, we've had the ability to really focus on the really finer details that uh, traditional design and proposal tools just can't do. Um, and so uh, WattHub was really developed around a channel partner program where we actually become the commercial arm for many organizations across the country. Over 3,000 companies use us as their commercial arm because we like to find details of uh, consumer finance and that space is way different than just, you know, doing a credit check in the home and going right to the, to the transaction. Uh, it's where you have to go through proper commercial underwriting. You have to consider constructability, you have more permitting timelines and you can get yourself in hot water because you can miss those targets. All those per residential proposal tools um, don't hit that uh, rate schedules correctly and can really cause a big challenge. So we wanted to make sure the accuracy was there. <clears throat> so that way we can make sure the customer has an end outcome that, that everybody is favorable for. And then ultimately later on finance as well, making sure it's cash on cash positive. So we really became the business that was looked at for that expertise. And through that, that's where that channel has grown to where uh, these other core companies can focus on their main core competency of residential or uh, construction or development along that way, and then really partner as a joint venture uh, to make sure these projects are accomplished. Um, I think commercial looks at things differently. Uh, to build a commercial building, you're typically already working with partners, right? It's a common approach. It's well-received um, in the main guy that's wanting to build a building or hit some of those main facets where they're used to working with multiple partners. And so there's a little bit more tolerance in that area. And so we're able to make sure that we can fulfill for everybody across the U.S., including finance, construction, EPC, um, and really layer on any type of technology you can imagine from wind, solar, batteries, uh, uh, telecommunications, um, software and controls, building management controls, any way to help really impact the bottom line of, of a customer's bill. Great, great. Now, tell me about how did you go from on the commercial solar software space now to a, or at least what I'm perceiving as, as a residential solar plus storage project with the stores power system. So why stores power? Why did you want to get into battery storage? Because that's when I first yeah. met you was when I think when stores was kind of just getting going with its first generation chemistry. But why stores power? Why residential solar and storage? Yeah, so I'm proud to say we just turned 12 years old on Valentine's Day. So we go back for some many, many years. Uh, you definitely learn a lot of uh, industry trends and considerations for that. Um, our big focus is on safety, 
Um, but ultimately, the battery opportunity actually became uniquely falling in my lap. Um, there was a consideration of some uh, patents that were available. Uh, the group that owned the patents didn't know anything about to do with them. They actually acquired them through a default of an opportunity they had that they had done a deal with. And I was known as a solar guy. And so to say that uh, um, uh, this was actually intended would be false uh, because we had the commercial background and the renewable background. In that case, we seized that opportunity and we've since taken that now 12 years ago to the business it is today and really maturing that process and really going from a cell manufacturer to a BMS manufacturer to now creating software and controls to manage the systems to have national distribution um, and many and thousands and thousands of partners and, and tens of thousands of customers that have been really happy as an outcome has, has been really awesome. Um, but yeah, it's been a 12 year strength before before batteries were a cool thing, so. <laughs> yeah, now I can remember that too. I mean, you've been doing yeah. this now for longer than I have, but I've been doing it for a solid 10 years. Yeah. And I can remember 10 years ago, I mean, we were using golf cart batteries for a lot of <laughs> yeah. these projects, forklift batteries. Yep. And, uh, whatever and, you uh, get your hands on. Exactly, yeah. whatever you get your hands on, you know, cell phone towers were retiring their old battery backups and we would <laughs> yeah. buy that stuff up and put something together with it. Yep. So it's- Yeah, it, when it, no policy existed, I mean, you had some, <laughs> some uh, backyard engineering that happened a lot of times and I've seen some unique structures, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. If you've been in since as long as you have. Well, one of the cool things about being at a show like this today in 2023 is seeing just how far the battery storage sec yeah. sector has come. Mm -hmm. And 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 the and that that a lot of these products are mainstreaming now, like yeah. the idea of having a home battery, especially here in California. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea of having a home battery is not a fringe, you know, kind of a off the wall idea. I mean, this yeah. is actually now just as uh, reasonable as considering a home standby generator. Mm -hmm. So w when you look at the landscape today, the new players in the space, the new technologies, how do you think stores power is positioned vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis the competition and what's out there? Yeah, one thing I can actually uh, take pride in is the fact that we've actually implemented sa safety from the very, very beginning. Um, so I'm proud to say that we've actually had no concerns mm -hmm. of that some of the other chemistry types have had. So we have really matured the lithium iron phosphate category. They're also known as LiPo4 or LFP in the open market. Um, definitely do your research around it. There's definitely massive, massive differentiation in safety. And we're proud to have a perfect safety record all the way through. But in 2016, when we actually started fulfilling on that LFP chemistry, I mean, at the time it was bulkier, it was heavier, it was most, more expensive, but it didn't blow anybody's house up. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was the number one thing. And so stores power, ultimately making sure that the home is our main focus and the protection of that, I think really separates us where we didn't defer revenue or price point or competitive nature of some of these other products just to actually challenge the safety of your home and your family. Um, so even though it's been a slower go on that adoption where now it's, it's, it's full mainstream, as you know, LFP is the name in the game now. Uh, and it's really only changed in the last 24 months. I'm proud to say that we did that all the way back to 2016. Um, the other consideration too is, is that a battery is only as good as uh, what tells it what to do. So if you see um, our branding, it says AI plus, uh, we really focus on the software considerations of that. Um, why is that important? Why is software even valuable in this model? Is because just like your a daily task change, the amount of energy you need to exert as, as, an, as a human and individual, um, that energy is totally changing day to day where your home is doing the exact same thing. And so we need to be able to 
consider all of those profiles and forecast for it and be prepared for it. So ultimately we can tackle the utilities billing structure and make sure you're always in, in the green, right? And so the AI is constantly getting stronger and smarter and utilizing that battery um, because the misconception is batteries are just for backup. Really the way the utilities are billing now, I'm sure we'll touch on the latest policy here in California. I know Texas had major changes, uh, Utah, Arizona, uh, Florida almost lost their net metering program. It really comes down to what batteries can, uh, can help me when you're on the grid. How can I be um, in control of that energy? And that's where stores is really, really focused on making sure you have the best outcome. Great. Well, let, let's talk more about that because I think, yeah. you know, that that is the issue of the day here, right? As we are sitting here today, it's uh, mid-February 2023. We're in Long yeah. Beach, California. The net metering 3.0 rules are about to take effect in yes. mid-April. Yep. And from what I've learned, just in being here at the conference, talking to solar installers, what they're saying is the time is pretty much now if you're going to make a decision about solar and you want to get in under the NEM 2.0 rules, right. the time is now because there's just not enough time to process the paperwork and the permits and all the administrative things that lead up to a yeah. solar installation. Uh, so in light of that, mm -hmm. you talked a little bit about safety. Obviously, that's a primary focus of yours. Yeah. You talked about having superior software in, in the BMS and, and actually telling the battery how to work. Yeah. So how have those factors um, how has that fed into how your product is designed and, and what you're offering right now? Absolutely. So, um, so the, one of the big things of, of both those considerations is, is that you have to be able to layer on it a high performing system, right? So many a system out there, a lot of people focus on the capacity of the battery. And that is important because capacity equals time. Think of it like the gas tank on your vehicle, that how much gas mileage you need to have, how much gas you have to have in the tank. But what commonly is misunderstood and, and overlooked is how much power can be given any at any time. They call it apparent power or continuous output of a system because that ultimately leads how much load can run. Think of it like the engine in your car. Uh, I'm glad your Prius gets 45 miles of the gallon, but that thing's not going to be towing much load, right? And so we need to have those considerations when you look at different battery products. So storage power is outperforming anywhere from two to five of the existing systems that are on the market. And a lot of people say, well, that must be expensive. <clears throat> we actually have shifted that to where, in this case, is we're doing more with less. Our motto is build a smarter battery, not a bigger battery. First on emphasis on sustainability. I think that's a really big position that everybody needs to take is what are we doing to reduce the consumption of raw materials, Mother Earth, and obviously the, the things that are going to go on for generations to come. Um, but also affordability. I still believe that there is a massive goal for our company to where um, the ability to protect your home and family and to have grid independence should be a right, not a privilege. And to help reduce the barrier of entry financially is really, really important in being able to do more with less. So that software is able to where we can do very, very high charge and discharge considerations um, when the home needs to take a breath, right? When you need to run that air conditioner, when you need to uh, look at a hot water heater, a well pump that might be essential to your home and your family. Um, these are all things that we're able to do without having to take up a whole garage worth of uh, a real estate in the process, right? Which means lower installation cost, less time in the home for during that installation. The bells and whistles, conduit wires, all that is reduced as well. And so we end up having a really big financial impact, which means more people can uh, adopt that opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've actually been learning about, uh, again, since being at the conference here this week, is that now there is a financial case to be made for yes. investing in battery storage with your solar. Yeah. You know, prior to the, you know, if you have a one-for-one one net metering program, you're not really going to profit financially right. from adding battery storage. In, in that case, it really is kind of just for backup. Yeah. Uh, or if you want to help the grid manage the load. But there really wasn't a financial case until right. now. In California, you actually can make a case just having a battery by itself, even mm -hmm. without solar, can help you to recoup the cost of that investment. Um, can you explain a little bit about how that works, how you can use the battery yeah. to kind of smooth the curve and, and help, I guess, help provide to the grid when there's a peak demand period? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the key structures of net metering 3.0 is uh, the biggest impact is the value of a overproduced credit that your home can't consume during the day or a kilowatt hour your solar produces, where traditionally it goes back to the grid and you get that one-to-one -one value. Um, that value has been reduced by 75%. So it's a massive, massive impact. So um, three main utilities have been impacted, Southern California Edison, San Diego, uh, Gas and Electric, and PG&E up in Northern California. If you're outside of those territories, this will not apply to you. Um, but in the end, what happens is, is that uh, I'll, I'll take Southern California Edison, for example, um, your blended balanced approach for excess power, you'd get about a 16 cent credit, um, plus or minus a little bit. Now that's been, it's gonna be about 3.6 cents. Uh, so that's a, that's a big punch in the gut. So what, what do we wanna do? When the sun is high, your solar is producing really, really well, but the home is really at idle. You know, you got the fridge and a couple lights and the plug-in clock is the only thing that's running. All that excess power needs to go somewhere. And if you put it down to the utility company, you know, you, you send 10 kilowatt hours of utility during the day, you know, that's a whopping 36 cents of value, right? But then in the evening hours, there's something called time of use charges. And this is also happening across America, different utilities. Uh, a window of time in particular, sir, California is from 4 to 9 p.m. There's a much higher rate of that energy. San Diego is going to 81 cents a kilowatt hour from 4 to 9 p.m. It's crazy. So knowing that their import rate's about 6.9 on average, just imagine you're going to have to send back anywhere from 13 to 15 kilowatt hours that you would have to overproduce to offset one kilowatt hour in those afternoon hours. That's a terrible market, right? And everybody talks about the stock market. That's not a very good exchange. Um, and so this is where also, too, the home need, typically has bigger energy loads in the afternoon hours. So kids all come home from school. Every device is plugged in. TVs are on. Everybody's cooking in the kitchen. And so those big energy loads happen at that time. And that's where you have a big demand on the grid, which is why the utility puts those windows of time in place. So how does a battery help? So in a scenario you need to have a gas tank on your side of the fence, AKA a battery, and that excess power that your solar is producing that home can't consume goes into your own grid, which is the battery itself. Now, the key thing here is, can your battery take that much power in a given time? Some of the other products out there can only charge at three kilowatts or five kilowatts. Um, very low charge profiles there, so you can't take it all. It forces you to still dump and spill over to the grid because your pipeline's only this big. So with our scenario, we can actually charge up to 15 kilowatts with one system. And so we can guarantee that we have more power going into the gas tank and not spilling over to the grid. In the afternoon hours, now you can discharge that battery. Now you're offsetting those big 81 cent example that I gave you for San Diego. And in that position, uh, we're able to now discharge that battery. And now can your battery discharge high enough? 
So just like that battery can charge at three to five kilowatts, you can also only discharge at three to five kilowatts and your home's using nine to 15 kilowatts of load. We have a really good data set here that we found that most homes in the evening hours are between nine kilowatts and 15 kilowatts. So you need a battery that can actually keep up with that. I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because there's a lot of folks that are looking into solar and battery backup. Mm -hmm. Many of them, they see the price of the batteries, you know, yeah. could be 10 or 15,000 for something on the small end, yeah. could be 30,000 for a whole house type backup battery or something yeah. with that type of capacity. But that's important to note because if you start with a smaller battery, mm -hmm and your goal is to use the battery to avoid peak rates, keep in mind that the, 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 the biggest offenders that are causing you to consume during those peak rate hours are the heaviest loads, like the air conditioning, yeah. or if you have an electric stove, those are some of the worst things. Mm -hmm. Those things will not be able to run on a small critical load only battery backup. Correct. So if your goal is to get those heavy loads powered by your own stored energy and not from the grid, then you actually need to look at battery storage that's on the larger end or on the whole home yep. end of the spectrum. And that's kind of the, 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 the trend I'm seeing too, Everett, is that although the price tag on those systems is higher, I'm seeing more homeowner interest in whole house backup yeah. solutions than in like what I would do 10 years ago, which was, you know, most critical loads only yeah. water pump, refrigerator, just, you know, mm -hmm. so a few basic things. Now it's whole house with the air conditioner and, and, you know, some many cases now EV chargers as yeah, well. Absolutely. So how do you think your, your company and how are you positioning to this trend from smaller critical needs only batteries yeah. to now whole house storage, whole house batteries? Yeah, for one. So for one, we need to be able to make sure we have access to the whole home in an on-grid and off-grid situation. And so um, as we've typically seen other manufacturers, they have some way of transfer switch to where they can disconnect the grid. Well, ours is all built in. So that eliminates another component, which also eliminates cost for that additional component for installation. So that's where our system is all built in. Um, the other way we combat it is, is our ability, like I was saying, to be able to charge and discharge really high with a single system. Uh, you're not having to worry about installing three to five of the other competitors' products out there, which really stacks up the bill. We did a side-by-side -side analysis this last week, and where someone needed three five-kilowatt batteries, and I'll let you do the reference and who that might be, um, there's a few of them out there <clears throat> in comparison to one of our main system. There was a 44% reduction in overall build materials just at that point, not including the benefits of labor that did not have to happen. Um, and so massive impact as far as that goes. But that's how we're accessing the whole home. Now, a lot of people ask the question is, is say, well, what happens if um, my air conditioner is running all the time? How much is that going to cost me? It's the number one question that we get. How long can I run my air conditioner? The reality of it is that's the size of your gas tank at that point, right? How many batteries and capacity you have. And we've combated that to where we actually stack like Legos is our simple example. You can add more gas mileage really simply without having to redo the whole main core system. Um, and uh, another key thing that we offer too is load management. I know you've talked about that quite a few times in your, in your um, podcasts and your shows and your customer education. It's a crucial point to this industry um, because Ultimately, you want to eliminate waste for ascent, the, the appliances in your home that you don't want to use. So, you know, power goes out. Why waste it on things that are sitting in idle? The arrange, the oven, the hot water heater, where you only need those sporadically or, or um, as intended, right? Dinner comes around, want a hot meal? Great. With load management, which we offer as well, you can literally just go to a smartphone and say, hey, it's time for dinner. And you have zone control. Whole kitchen lights up. And then when you're off to bed, 
turn on the hot water heater, have a nice shower and head off to bed and, and, and binge wash till you, pa till you pass out, right? <laughs> um, so that zone control allows for that battery to last longer um, and get through more days, more hours all the way through. And if I would add one extra thing to that is that a lot of people think, well, how long is my battery gonna last? Well, the systems are now made to where with solar, which is a common coupled product, is you actually live off the solar while charging the battery, and then your battery is intended for nighttime loads, and it'll just repeat itself, right? Mm -hmm. So there's less concern of just the battery being your only source uh, because you have that re recharge every day. Yeah, you've got cloudy days. Yeah, we have winter storms in Utah where mm -hmm. I'm from, um, but that's where that load management becomes valuable because you can extend the life of that battery, which we call the heartbeat of the system and making sure that can stay alive and, and keep the logic together um, and then ultimately make it through and weather the storm. Absolutely. Now, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that is such a critical piece. I'm just going to go uh, off program here for a little bit. So I had a call, a call this morning at, at my hotel. Yeah. Um, one of my clients in Florida, he has an Enphase whole house backup system, yeah. not understanding why his battery is draining out and why his solar is not keeping up. Now, I had to explain a couple of things. One is there's a seasonality to the solar production. Yeah. So his system happened to come online in December. Oh, yeah. Which is the absolute worst time <laughs> of the year in terms of solar production because the days are shorter, which means yeah. not as much sunlight hitting the panels, not as much energy being collected. Mm -hmm. And so he had a small electric bill to pay about $70 of the difference between what the solar produced and what, you know, what, yeah. what his actual consumption was. The other issue was electric heating for the home when running off the battery. So a lot of folks, especially when they first get their solar and storage system, yeah. they want to kind of go off the grid or at least to kind of exercise this running off the grid. And so what was happening was he was able to run off the grid during the daytime, but then it was nighttime. He was run heating the whole house with electric heat. The battery was draining out about two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yep. The heat went off and you can kind of finish, finish the story from there, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, we're both married guys, right? Yeah. So, so you, you know how that story ended. <laughs> yeah. And so this is one of the things that's really important is when you talk about load management, load monitoring, mm -hmm. um, what we're talking about is just understanding where the energy is going within your home yeah. and what the implications are for running, you know, let's say your central heating versus running your stove versus running your water heater. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those things have a certain amount of, of instantaneous power draw. Mm -hmm. And all of those things also have a certain amount of energy consumed over time, yep. let's say over a 24 hour period. And you have to really be mindful of both of those things when you plan how to size your battery system and how to use it once you have it. Mm -hmm. Because even with some of the nicest systems on the market, you're not gonna have unlimited power no. or unlimited storage, right? You still have to understand where you want to allocate those resources mm -hmm. so that you get the best experience. Especially during those critical times of the year, right? You've got the rainy season in Florida, you've got the snowy season in Utah, you've got shorter days in the winters. These are all things that need to be considered. And, and if I could kind of just precursor that, um, a lot of the misinformation out there um, is due to the manufacturers not taking control of proper education. Um, one thing I can pride ourselves on is that we actually provide an app. It's called Storage Power right on the App Store, Android or Apple. Also on our website to where you literally can go through there and size a system. You can select the appliances. We actually do all the logic in the background and suggest the right, right system for you where it takes some of the guesswork out of it to where how do we size a system? What can a battery do? Um, how do we make sure the expectations of the homeowner is passed off properly to the installer so the installers are happy? Uh, and then ultimately, customer has a lifetime experience. Um, 
you know, whether that solar company stays in business or not, I'm married to that customer for 15 years. And it's my job to educate uh, the industry that is deploying my product to where I have a really smooth handoff because that's the relationship I maintain for that lifetime of the system. And it's a different mindset that some folks have not taken advantage of and not taken really personal care in. And that's been a huge, massive difference there. We only received two customer calls last year. That was it. And it's because I pride ourselves on the fact of what we call white glove service, where we help our partners that are certified in America and other markets that they know how to facilitate, set the proper expectation and have the great outcome and as a result. Um, and because of that, we only had four batteries that were warranted last year, four physical batteries. And so that is a conjoint effort. That installer is my partner just as much as the partner with the customer. And they need to be handed off a great quality system that's installed accurately as well. 100%, 100%. Because, I mean, as you know, once that system is in, you're married to that that system, that 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 homeowner, that that system for, you know, 12 years, 15 years, whatever the warranty term is. Yeah. And sometimes having some of these harder conversations up front will save a lot of heartache and regret yeah. on the back end because... You know, you know, again, the, these systems are not magic, right? They, they do have limitations, but if you yeah. use them properly, yeah. it's going to put you in a position where you have much more, in, in my view, much more peace of mind, much more self-sufficiency than somebody who's just stuck with the power company and whatever PG&E gives them, that's what they've got. Yeah. And, and for me, that's not a very, that's not a very secure position. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the other aspect of it is these people are making financial investments here, right? This is a 20-year asset, if not longer. In many applications and so you want to make sure that quality is there but also you want to make sure the customer's investment is is giving them benefit for many many years to come um, luckily there's incentives that are available out there in different markets of course we got 30 percent tax credit due to the ira going forward um, there's different utility programs that uh, will support further than that um, there's also financing mechanisms now to where you don't have to worry about writing a check up front um, but in the case, they're still paying a monthly payment for that insurance policy, right? To tackle the utility company account for off-grid conditions or uh, catastrophic failure of, of the grid. And uh, we want to make sure that's affordable. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad because I, I actually use the same terminology a lot when I'm talking to clients is, is it's an insurance policy. What yeah. you're investing in here is an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily going to profit you financially but it is gonna provide you some safety and peace of mind, which yeah. is what an insurance policy does. Safety and peace of mind, so if a certain event happens, like a blackout, yeah. you have protection, right? And for that protection, many of us are willing to pay a slight premium yeah. over normal electric, although with the rates here, the way they are here in California, you, you can still actually save <laughs> yeah, on your electric positive, yeah. and have the, the, um, the, uh, the protection. So, um, Everett, for those that aren't familiar with your product, and I know that we're not really here just to talk about specifically your battery, but yep. can you walk us through the basics of how your product is designed? Mm -hmm. um, what inverter systems can it work with or does it work with today? Yeah. Um, the, the reason I'm asking is because there, there's a number of installers that are out there right now, and especially with the switch and the net metering rules, a number of the installers now are being approached by the battery companies. And as you know, there's battery companies popping up all over the place now, right? Some of them yeah. didn't build their own battery. They just kind of you know, white labeled somebody right. else's generic product. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but to installers that are out there and saying, hey, you know what, I've, I've had a successful solar business. It, it, the time is now I'm going to have to start offering some sort of a battery storage option. Mm -hmm. 
they're getting all this information from different vendors. What would you say to them and why should they consider your product versus some of the others that are out there? Yeah, so for one, I know it's a, a lot of these installers are starting to get into the space. Um, they're a little intimidated, right? It's a whole new category. And so one thing that we really have helped with that is we really built the system for installers first. You've really got to have raving fans. If you haven't read the book, it's incredible. Um, you really got to have raving fans around your installers first because that's your biggest audience. They're the ones that are in the field, you know, pulling wire, getting on the roofs. And you've got to think of simplicity there. Um, they're not software guys. They're not there to do updates and commissioning and all these things. You really have to keep it simple and, and dedicated to them. So we, we really have had great outcome and success around that. And so that's the number one facet about that. The other piece, too, is the education never ends. It's not where like, hey, congratulations, you got this certification. See you later. Our white glove service actually takes you through step by step all the way to a virtual install uh, with the customer itself, with the partner, a line diagram review, making sure that they're getting it through the permit office. Um, when you're starting to look at different nuances of the battery storage market, it's different in Texas than it is in California, than it is in, in Ohio, than it is in Tennessee. And we have that education because we've, we were installer first and a battery company second. So it gives us a different perspective. Um, and then from there at the customer consumer side, we kind of talk about price. We're able to be extremely competitive on the price side for, uh, for a really high powering system that can be really adopted in mass, mass markets all across America. So. Uh, we also have the longest uh, industry warranty of 15 years. We can do 8,000 charge and discharge cycles. That's a significant amount of power um, that can be used continually and continually for years and years to come. Um, what's also unique, too, is that uh, many systems out there, they can only install with their solar systems that they manufacture. And so with us, we're actually manufacturing agnostic. So many folks think that they missed the opportunity to look at batteries because they got solar five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago. They're like, oh, shucks, I missed the boat. That's false. We can actually retrofit to any existing system on the market and allowing that same benefit and opportunity for their homes, uh, depending on what they're looking for. Home, home backup to a central load backup to, you know, combating utility um, infrastructure and, and grid schedule, you know, rate schedules as well. So those are some of the key things of that. Um, we're really excited about this year where we have some new features coming out around the EV, around smart home, uh, being able to really give one central experience uh, to where it's just seamless and making sure that the energy is being managed without changing the comfort of the home. Um, I know the EVs are getting really big right now. Um, everybody's talking about them. And so we really need to be prepared for that. And I think there's a big miss in that position. Um, I won't say the name, but partner that we ran into at a large show. Uh, they are displaying their new product and they're explaining and showing their new EV charger. And he simply said, yeah, you can actually charge your vehicle off grid. Well, the EV charger was 10 kilowatts, but the system can only output seven. So again, mass not adding up. And so our ability to manage that resource and EV charger is really important for us as well. So a lot of great things that are coming out. So look out for it. Yeah, no, I know there's a lot of interest in that. And, you know, too bad we don't have too more time to really talk about that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. especially when we talk about bi-directional EV charging mm -hmm. and being able to tap into your, your vehicle batteries storage capability and integrate yeah. that into your home's energy system. Very, very exciting stuff. But let, let's talk some tech specs just really quick. So yeah. for folks that are trying to kind of, you know, connect the dots. And by the way, you know, look out on the Solar Surge channel. We'll have the stores power battery included in some of our upcoming battery side-by-side -side comparison and top five lineups. 
But uh, in terms of voltage, so is it a 48 volt system? Is it a high voltage? Great, it's a 48 volt system. So 48 we, volts. So you're working with like Solark and some of the other 48 volt inverters now, correct. or what? So what, what what would you what would you connect your battery to right yeah, now? Yeah, right now we got Solark. Um, we've got a couple other 48 volt inverters as well. Schneider. Uh, Schneider as well. Okay, yeah. Outback. Uh, Outback. Okay, yeah, all the way above. So. And then we also offer a, an all-in-one system as well, which is an inverter and battery combo. It runs all on the store software, so you have a really good outcome in that regard. Okay. And so it's end-to-end, one purchase order uh, from the installer, and then you also have 100% support, so you're not having segregated support as well. I think so that's with that, really helpful. With that, because I think I saw that on the floor. Maybe we can actually you know, get, a, get a little overlay on that. But um, So with that integrated stores... Um, I guess, single unit, inverter, battery, single unit. Mm -hmm. um, is that an AC coupled or DC coupled design? Yeah, so you can do DC coupled, which means we are the main prime inverter. So that power is only coming in DC and converting once to the home. Uh, we can also do AC couple as well. And uniquely, we can do AC and DC coupling to where if you have an existing system, you want to add battery, but you need a little more solar since you added the electric vehicle, you can actually add more solar to the same system. That's cool. So you get AC couple to the old system, DC couple any new solar yeah. into the new system. A generator hookup? Yep. Gen ready all the way through. You can also put a little Whirlybird uh, little turbine on there too if you want. So <laughs> a lot of cool. really unique plugins. Cool. Some of them out there will try that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I stay away from the wind turbines now. I just had too many too many uh, high maintenance installations. Yeah, it's hard to turbine. find a good quality one right now that doesn't make it further than six months. So yeah, it's it's tough and. Um, but anyway, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Everett, I know that you're also pretty active on social media. Where can folks find more information or find some more of your content out there? Yeah, absolutely. So check us out on, on LinkedIn. So Everett Brewer also stores power. Um, social media is also um, Instagram, Facebook, a uh, lot of content on LinkedIn for sure. Uh, you also have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash stores power. Um, also to those of that want to get into any of the commercial information, you can actually learn commercial 101, 201, 301. We actually have a training course that's on our YouTube channel. That'd be youtube.com uh, forward slash Wathub, W-A-T-T-H-U-B. Talks about finance, constructability, underwriting, um, and designing and developing a project. So we've got three hours of content on there. There's plenty to learn about that industry as well. So definitely look forward to helping ways to bring more people uh, up to speed on as far as what's going on in the industry. Uh, it takes a village and uh, happy to be a part of it. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much for what you're doing, too. I mean, as, as you know, here at Solar Surge, we're, we're very big on education. Mm -hmm. This industry does not need more salespeople. Uh, what <laughs> yeah. this industry does need, though, is more educators. Yeah. And I think if people just get the right information, then they can make good decisions on, you know, how to acquire and how to leverage this technology to best suit their needs. Yeah, absolutely. I know a big platform that we're a part of is uh, an event every year. It's every April. It'll be in Salt Lake on April 20th. It's called uh, SolarCon. And uh, I mean, the industry is fully focused on education over there. And so um, really, really excited to be a part of that. And uh, that'd be a really good breath of fresh air for anybody that's looking to get into the space, wanted to gain more education um, and make sure they, they hone their craft in. Excellent. Well, we're going to be following your progress very closely. Yeah. Again, folks, Everett Brewer, CEO of Stores Power Battery. Everett, thank you so much for spending yeah. time and chatting with the audience today. Hey, thank you.